that was good. Welcome, welcome, welcome to So You Think That Was Good, Do You? We've just watched the third episode of Obi-Wan Kenobi, but before we get to that, some introductions are in order. I'm Evan, and as always, I'm joined by Sam and Cole. Boys, what are you up to for the platy dupes? <laughs> oh, we've jumped right into that, haven't we? Uh, yep. I love the high energy, by the way. Thank you. I went a bit too high, I think. <laughs> no, it's perfect. I'm becoming a bit of a caricature of myself. It was perfect. Well, obviously, we're you know here... Uh, well, I'm here uh, celebrating the... I don't know, something, something about the Queen. I really couldn't give a shit what's mm. going on. I don't even really know what this is, except... People keep putting flags up and talking about platy-tubes. <laughs> the Platinum Jubilee, for anyone who isn't aware of that abbreviation. Me included. I learned it today, which is nice. How about you, Carl? Spending it with my two favourite boys. Oh, oh that is very so nice. Although, I'm hoping this will be over soon. I've got plans. <laughs> You'll always be the queen of my heart. Oh, oh. you platy-tube. <laughs> Uh, I am fucking sick of platy juice. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've only just heard it and I am sick of hearing it, so <laughs> shall we move on? I think we shall. <laughs> yes, well, I, I, how do I sum up this episode of one go? I love this. This is the best Star Wars I have ever seen. Wow. Ever. Yes. That's, wow. Okay, I, I mean, look, we've that we've been chatting for a lot of it. I knew that you were more stoked on this than the last episode, but... Mm-hmm. Wow, big statement. Obviously, this was very Vader heavy. That's all I've ever wanted. And, you know, he's cool in the originals. You get to see a bit of him being sick in Rogue One. But this episode finally did everything Vader could do and I've expected him to do on screen. And it really did not hold back. We'll get into the details in a bit. But, you know, flash insights, boys. What did you think of this? I've been looking forward to talking to you about this. Because this is sort of the version of Vader that you've hinted at. You spend a lot more time reading all the outside the cinematic universe stuff. <laughs> and uh, this version of Vader I was a big fan of. There is a lot more dark side to him, I guess. Like um, The original movies, for a guy who's meant to be full of hate and anger, it's a pretty chilled, straight-line guy. This one is dark. Yes. He's killing, he's resentful, and I'm all on board. Yeah. There's definitely a lot more. So does this live up to anger. the character from the books and etc. outside of the movies? Um, I haven't really read a lot of books, um, but like, you know, you see him in Rebels, he's a lot more angry than that. And yeah, he's a bit more toned down in the originals, but that's really limitations of the technology of being able to move in that suit and, and things like that. This is just what I felt was hinted at in Rogue One when he's pushing through that hallway and he's cutting people in half and shooting blasters back at them. You just always assumed to be, like, people assumed he was more powerful than we were ever really shown. Oh, this nailed at home, though, boys. This nailed at home. I had chills all the way through. I was making very loud noises. Chloe could not hear Frasier behind me. <laughs> Every three seconds, I shouted, this is awesome! <laughs> this is Star Wars! Now this is pod racing! <laughs> now this is Platy Juice. Yeah, I think... Um... <laughs> Like we t- we touched on this, or we we mentioned last week that uh, there's a bit of a there's a bit of conflict in the writing of these episodes where they want to cater to people who this is their first Star Wars thing, and there's another side of things where they're trying to trying to cater to those who've who are like Ev, who've seen all of the media, and who really want to deep dive into 
what happens yes. in this era that we haven't really seen much of. And last episode we said that the former won out. I think this episode we get like, yeah, we've already said it, but an amazing look at Vader in this period where, yeah, it's, it's weird to say that he mellows out later on, but it seems like yeah. that is the case because he is full force furious right now. Yeah, it's nice to see why people are afraid of him. It's just said before. Now it's like, even Obi-Wan, I feel like that's really well illustrated in this episode. You can see he is afraid of Vader. Like, by the amount of times he runs away from him in combat. I have a question, Ev. Okay, go on. Doesn't fear lead to the dark side? (laughs) (laughs) It does. (laughs) No contradictions. I'm happy today, Carl. (laughs) Finally, I'm happy with Star Wars. How do we feel about the Vader suit-up scene? Seeing him get put together. Does he do that every day? Yeah, 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 he's got it. That's That's a hassle, isn't it? Um, so was that your first Genuinely it was. I was watching it happen. Oh, it must take ages to like, get dressed. Yeah, good lord. <laughs> 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 what if you need to like get up in the night to have a wee? I mean, does he do all well, of he, that? He sleeps in the back to tack. Oh, he's, I suppose he's just... He's, he's floating in liquid. Drums, so he just kisses him there. <laughs> you, think, you think he just lets that soak in? <laughs> At some point, that back-to-back-to-tank is more pissed than it is <laughs> back to? That's why his skin's so smooth. <laughs> yeah. um, on the topic of that, um, I don't know how true this is. This is just stuff, maybe it's a fan theory I've read around the internet, or maybe it's been confirmed somewhere. But I believe the suit itself it's, is made so that he's in constant pain. And pain makes you more powerful as a Sith. Well, for some. Like, you can harness onto that and use that to make you angry and... Well, that's why he's so pissed off all the time, I expect. That's a great theory. Um, you know, yeah. if true, huge if true, but um, I don't know enough about Star Wars to really add anything to huge that. Sounds cool. <laughs> I do have a question oh, based oh. on the start, though. This is straight first scene. Has Vader set up his base at Mustafar? Yes. I was wondering that as well. That was interesting. I was like, that's a really interesting part. Is that from like, the extended? Yes, universe, yes, or yes. Is that new? And we do see that in Rogue One as well. Krennic visits Vader on Mustafar. Um, and he builds his base here because that's where he's defeated. So, you know, also it's a planet with heavy dark side influence on it, just like Dagobah, which is why Yoda goes to hide there, you know, hide him with light and the good. But um, because he was defeated there, again, it's about fueling that anger, that hate, you know, facing what defeated him and using that to make him stronger. Yeah, I feel like we stuff. get a lot of insight into like what his mindset is at mm. this point in... I say the more before it becomes the more mellow, older <laughs> Vader, if there is such a thing. Yeah. I like to think of this as Vader's like teen years. He's just sitting puberty. He's angry. He doesn't know what he's angry at, but his body's changing. <clears throat> he, he's just he's just reached his thirties, and I can tell you, you're angry. You, your body hurts all the time for no reason. Yeah. Of course, he's pissed. <laughs> well, though, should we do a quick rundown of the uh, the plot? Either of you want to do that, or do you want me to, to give it a run? You'll probably do a better job than me. Well, sure. We pick up from the, the end of the last episode. Obi-Wan is with Leia, and he's been told to take her to Mapuzo to meet up with someone who will then take her back to Alderaan. Uh, the whole episode mainly focuses around them trying to move through Mapuzo without being spotted by the Imperials, which they are several times. I mean, times, they don't but... try that hard, do they? No, well, no, no. 
Well, he does say that he doesn't know what a Jedi looks like, which is pretty convincing. <laughs> um, and then at the end of the episode, of course, they're caught. Vader confronts Obi-Wan. We're going to get through all that gold stuff now. And mm-hmm. I'm sure you'll be focusing on that quite a lot. Yeah. And the episode ends with Reva? Reva yes, that's the uh, capturing Leia. And uh, Obi-Wan being saved by the rebel forces before Vader can get to him. You got most of that. Right, I just want to want to call you out on one thing. So you say that Reva catches Leia. What actually happens is she confronts Leia, and then Leia runs away. And as we've seen in the last episode, no one <laughs> is catching that girl when she runs away. <laughs> yeah, I just I wrote I wrote a note just saying I think my Tom Cruise contract theory is confirmed. <laughs> this child runs in. Oh, every, every episode. Oh, Just to hit something from last week, how wrong was I that Leia wouldn't be in any more of this? Oh yeah, that prediction's <laughs> yeah. out the window now. I do want to say though, I found her much more palatable this episode than in the last ones. Yeah, she was much less of a hindrance. Yeah. But one thing I was thinking was... And what, it adds a little bit to the um, New Hope scene. Help me Obi-Wan Kenobi, you only hope. Knowing that they have history. Oh, true, yes, I'd never thought about it in that context. She doesn't seem to react too much when she sees him get cut down for someone who knew him from when she was a small child. I mean, yeah, going back to episode four, um, the message that she sends, help me, Obi-Wan, she doesn't say, hey, Obi-Wan, hi, Ben, how you doing? It's been a while. <laughs> she's, she says his name, I think she says General Kenobi, as if she's never met him. Maybe that's... I think she says Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, she might say it again afterwards, but... Oh, General Kenobi, you serve my father. Yeah. Oh, yes. So, well, she's a kid. She might not remember. She's 10. Oh, and by the way, I googled it. She actually is 10. The Crazy. actor is 10. Um, born in 2012, which in itself is a mind fuck because people born in 2012 are now 10. Oh, my God. <laughs> but the 90s was 10 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, oh, had to get that Lord. in there. That was a lot of bad news for me in one spot. <laughs> Darth Vader, Darth Vader, Darth Vader. And I'm back at it. So yeah, like you said. One thing... Oh, sorry, go on. Uh, well, I was just going to say, one thing I loved, I th- oh, well, I found quite funny early on in this episode, is uh, when they're on the way to the meeting point, and, uh, you know, Obi-Wan, he doesn't know whether or not they can trust uh, the person that's going to pick them up. And there's like, but surely we can trust him. They're coming to help us. Why wouldn't we trust him? And then he turns to her and shouts in her face, people are not all good, Leia! <laughs> Just out of nowhere. I love how angry he is. Yeah. <laughs> My name is Ben! Evan, anger leads to the dark side. Fuck. Oh, <laughs> well, maybe that's what we're getting hints at. I'm sure he'll be redeemed in the upcoming episodes. Yeah. Um, I did touch on this earlier, but I feel more so than even the first two, which were just about him being isolated. This episode gives us such a good look into Obi-Wan's mental state. You know, he's struggling with what it was to be a Jedi, being alone, even fear before meeting Darth Vader. I love the scene. I'm going to be saying that a lot. I loved all of this. The scene where he sees Anakin uh, just as a hallucination, whether or not that was a hallucination or Anakin reaching out through the force, I, I, I don't know. But I just love that he's kind of losing his mind. That's awesome. Yeah, I think it's interesting. I, I hadn't really thought too much about this, but yeah, there's a lot of fear in this episode a lot of running away later on in the episode and a lot of losing faith in i mean yeah, yeah. grabbing her and shouting people aren't all good that's a bit of 
losing faith in what he believes in. So it's just, yeah. whether there's going to be a little bit of an internal struggle for him in this series f- with, you know, the Jedi Order. I don't know what the right terms are for this, but whether he's going to have his own little internal struggle will be interesting to see. I think that's kind of what we're seeing, isn't it? It's just he is mentioning not only what he gained through joining the Jedi, but also what he lost. We get hints that he remembers, well, we get mentioned that he remembers his family from before he was taken away, a brother, apparently. Bro, be one Kenobi. <laughs> I went for Obi 2 Kenobi. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Interestingly, little fact, Ewan McGregor's brother is a pilot in the Navy or the Air Force, yeah. and his call sign is OB2. So. Ah, that fun, is fact fun fact for you boys. It's a fun fact. So, another little question. Oh, sorry, you've got more? Oh no, I was just going to say, before we sort of head into the story, you boys enjoying the little trip around the Star Wars universe or galaxy we're having at the moment? I just We get a new planet every episode and I'm enjoying it. Yeah, it's nice but... not to be on Tatooine, for sure. <laughs> We're seeing the effects of the Empire like, across the galaxy, though, like how they impact on this mining community. Oh, well, on that note, very nice segue. Uh, it was nice to see a character who genuinely likes the Empire and isn't an Imperial. Um, Freck, uh, the guy who picks them up uh, when, they, when they think that the person coming to save them isn't coming, this random, I'm not sure what species he is, so I'm going to use the derogatory term alien. I mean, he's, he's clearly a Stano's mole, but, you know... <laughs> Yes, <laughs> with the voice of Zach Braff, with the voice of Seth. Zach Seth Braff, Rogan. yeah. Damn, I was hoping only I had that fact. Yeah, no. I I've been watching a lot of Scrubs recently, and as soon as he came up, I was like, "Hold on, I know this voice." I've not watched this episode twice, and I didn't get that eye at the time. I just saw either. a news article, which did make me wonder: Is Freck a Scrubs pun? How? Because Elliot's always saying Frick. All the time. Is that is that something? Is that I'm nothing? I'm gonna say that's nothing. Well, I'm gonna I'm say, gonna it's say something, it's something. And you were the first one to think it. You heard it here first, guys. <laughs> Frank, Frank, Scrubs, it's an exclusive. And when this episode releases next Thursday after episode four, you'll <laughs> we'll get some breath on the episode to confirm. Guest yeah. star for episode whatever the next one is. Four. Um, yeah. I, I all I really got down about that scene was I hated everything about it. But really? I think that's just not everything. About, yeah, I, there's not. You know, what, I'm gonna I'm gonna take that back. I didn't hate everything about it. I think at the start I was getting quite annoyed at the kind of cheery, jovial. What a fun little alien! Aren't you enjoying this, kids? Yeah. There's some weird. Okay, so Freck takes them on board, meets a few stormtroopers, lets them in. They're looking for a Jedi, and they their job is we are scouring this planet for a Jedi. So they look at Obi Wan, and he says. Me? No, I'm just the world's poshest farmer, travelling with my daughter. <laughs> and I wouldn't know a Jedi if I saw one. <laughs> yeah, and they kind of just look at him and go, yeah, okay, and get off. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Stormtroopers are pretty uh, famous for missing the point. So. Well, to be fair, imagine it's us three, yeah? You know how dangerous a Jedi is. We've just been walking the desert all day. We're knackered, it's hot. We're in those horrible plastic suits. We're on the fucking bus home, and you see the Jedi. <laughs> he can kill you. He's got a sword on him that cuts through you. I'm positive. All of us would just be like, yeah, sure. You're no one. Okay. We believe you, yeah. I'm off. I clocked off ten minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay fair enough maybe yeah maybe that's the, yeah maybe that's the reason um, and to touch on what you said about freck him being nice did serve a purpose he was lying to them in order to take them to the 
you know, that, that checkpoint. Yeah. I've got some guys for you to, to check out. <laughs> it was clearly a fucking Jedi. <laughs> he dressed in the robes. <laughs> he stinks of fish. Oh. <laughs> I actually meant to ask you that. Do you think he's had time to shower yet? Of course not. I didn't want to. I didn't want to bring back the stinking joke just because I was like, "Well, oh, I, I like this show now. I feel bad bringing back the Obi Wan stinks of fish joke from the last episode." But yeah, hundred yeah. percent, he probably still stinks. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, maybe that's why they believed him. Yeah. Fish farm is it that you run? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah in, just before that scene, we also get. So we've we've mentioned uh, Obi Wan talks about his family. I am wondering, do you think we're going to get more of this? More of his, more insight into his past, into his family? Um, I'm not sure. Um, I'm going to say I hope not. You hope not? I don't think, like, he'll remember enough about them, like, to find them or anything. Uh, and I don't think, they, they know fans don't want that. We're not looking for a family connections episode. Uh, nor do I think that would really add to his arc. You know, his arc now is really powered by having lost all the Jedi and having failed uh, himself and his apprentice. <laughs> if it's just, like, meeting his mum... It'd be like that um, Star Wars holiday special where you meet Chewbacca's family. Nobody asked for it. Love that. Little side plot. Yeah, we couldn't get it this episode. Oh, sorry, this series. I mean, like we're getting the momentum starting to ramp up now. I think if we took a mm-hmm. almost like a side quest to go and little detour to meet, meet mum and dad, it would. But you do, do tend to see that pattern with Star Wars shows. Like the Mandalorian, first two episodes are always slow, and he's just doing side quests. Then you get a middle one that hooks you in, and then you get another slow one, and then you get the good end ones. So I think we are we're taking the down ramp again now. But um, oh, you think we just hit the first? How do you top that? Peak and how do you top what you've just done? You've got to accept that the next one's going to be more chill. It has to be. Oh yeah, we can't get them fighting every episode. No. And if we do, I want him to um, say. When we last met, I was the learner. Now I am. I want him to say that every single time. (laughs) (laughs) Every single time. It's like, what are you about? You kicked my ass. Just weekly. He's got a terrible memory. You seem like the student. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we're going to get to that, though, because I want to... When we get to that, I'm only going to be talking about that. So let's well chop through his yeah, part a little bit. I'm still on. I'm still stuck on the uh, the same scene where he then speaks. He's back in the transport now, Freck's little van, yeah. um, and Leia looks at him and says, "You know my mother." Now, is this just her weird perceptiveness that we're seeing, or is do we think that this is some kind of force fuckery? Oh, she wasn't perceptive when it came to Freck, was she? He seems nice. <laughs> um, it does seem like an illusion to her using the force, but she does also like can infer that from what Obi Wan actually said to the stormtroopers, which that she looks like her mother. Maybe she just saw some truth in that rather than reading his mind. She's someone you know, as an orphan, would think about her parents all the time. So maybe it's something just caught on for her. I think it's questionable. I'm not. I, I'm not certain yet, but it feels like it, they are hinting at some kind of force power. Yeah. They're hinting at something we never see again from her. Until the next episode. After this moment. Well, you see it in the sequel movie. She pulls herself to a ship with the Force. Oh, no, no, those... There are no sequel movies. (laughs) Sorry, it's sequels. (laughs) Oh, wow, this episode was so good that I'm actually happy to talk about the prequels right now. I'll do whatever you want. Um, Okay, so, end of the scene. They get confronted by the Stormtroopers because a probe droid confirms that he is Obi-Wan. The stormtrooper falling through the fence and being cut in half. Oh, that was that was wow. sick. I loved this I loved scene. That. 
this scene was just because number one the only reason he survived that scene was because when he shot the droid they just started flailing and panicking yeah. after point after they were pointing their rifles at him they both just jumped a mile and nearly dropped their rifles and then missed every shot afterwards. Yeah, true to form. He's doing some dodging about. I felt like that was dealt with better than some of the other Stormtrooper shooting scenes. There's a point where one of them has hold of Leia, and he's holding the rifle maybe like a metre away from her head. I was just like, I'm not convinced he'll hit if he shoots anyway. (laughs) 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 We've got a 50-50 chance here. You might as well take your shot, and he does. Uh, On that note... Corridor Digital has just released a video where Stormtroopers always hit, and it's very good if you boys haven't checked it out. I have seen that. That's very good. I'll give that a watch. Um, I enjoyed this scene. The the thing that annoyed me, because I'm a nitpicker, um, I'm very pedantic, but Obi-Wan stood there for a, a good few seconds while that droid scanned him, and he waited, and he waited, until the second it ID'd him, then he gives it a blast waits for it to send the signal, and then shoots it. Not to defend every point in this, but it couldn't scan his face while he was waiting. That's why they were telling him to lift his head. And I think he was taking that moment to ponder what he was going to do. And then he lifts his face, then it scans him, and then he shoots. Just put your hand in front of you, just shoot. He let it scan him. (laughs) (laughs) He had some options there. He didn't have to do. But yeah, after that, he wipes the floor with them. Yes. And he wipes the floor with them. He gets the gate open. Four more, he's just dispatched mm-hmm. four. Four more show up. And he immediately gives up. Yeah. <laughs> like, not just gives up. He drops his weapon. Hands on, like, crouching on the floor in front of them. Bowed down. His life's over, as far as he's concerned. Doesn't care about Leia anymore. She's dead. Take I'm dead. Girl. We're all fucked. <laughs> Bit of a weird reaction. Yeah. But then he's saved by... Um... Tala. Oh, that, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be reading too much into a scene here, but that stormtrooper dropping onto the laser fence was almost like just the point where this you almost get like a completely different show. Like they just went, let's do this justice, and it just got dark from then on. This whole episode was like that. Mm. I'm glad they. That's I, I thought it was quite light-hearted until that point, and then yeah. that stormtrooper got bisected. Is that mm-hmm. the word? He got chopped in half, and then suddenly. <laughs> But yeah, we got introduced to Tala, who I really like as a character. Yeah, very cool. It's very cool, but also like we see that there aren't just bad guys and good guys on each side. Like some people just joined up because you need a job, but you don't realize what the Empire is doing. It's just they're sort of tricked into thinking it's a force for good. So just because someone works for the Empire it doesn't mean they're a bad person. They just may have not realized what they were doing. And I quite like that. And I also like that after knowing that about her. She just pops four stormtroopers straight in the head. Yeah. Who were they? They might have been good I people. I'm fascinated by her character. Because, yeah, like you say, she was. she's a... I don't know what her rank is. I'm going to call her an officer. She's an officer for the Empire. She's leading some stormtroopers who she immediately kills. But, like, is she on shift? Is she... Surely her name's <laughs> down somewhere in some records. Has she just quit her job? Is she still going to... I'm so confused by everything that follows. Has she just blown her cover that she's had for her entire life up to that point? Maybe so. I really want to know. Like, <laughs> I had similar thoughts all the way through this episode, thinking everyone seems to operate as if the only thing they have to avoid are people and droids. There must be no security cameras in this at all. Not at the base, not on the ship that Obi-Wan escapes from he wasn't supposed to be on, not on the, the vehicles moving around. 
it's astonishing to me that people fly about space at supersonic speeds and nobody can film a street. Yeah. I mean, the uh, the Empire's organisation is awful. I mean, we've literally, in the last episode, we watched someone, we watched um, Reva murder her, her superior, call up his boss, and immediately get promoted. Promotion. Because she's like, oh, that wasn't that wasn't me, that was the other guy. And he's like, oh, fair, okay. And Vader's like, I don't even give a shit about the Grand Inquisitor. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> and then she goes, Are we agreed he's dead now, then? Uh, no, he's not dead. Well. I checked. No. Rebels takes place after this, and there is not a chance they would just wipe Rebels off of the law. That's crazy. Yeah. That's inciting riots. <laughs> He'll be about somewhere. Like the, the other brother must have taken him somewhere to heal, and they'll plot together to fucking... Oh, but actually, he was vying for the position as well, so maybe. If he's dead, I will be very angry. The other brother, is that the guy? Is that Spooky Voice? Spooky Voice, yeah. yeah. Uh, the fifth brother? Fifth brother, yeah. okay. Alpha Six. Alpha Six, okay, <laughs> sure. He, um, I mean, when, when Reva goes to him and tells him that she's been effectively promoted, it, he doesn't doubt that for a second. He's like, oh, shit, well, she, she just well, said it, it so I guess you're the boss now? Really trusting these Sith. Not everyone can be trusted, Leia. <laughs> oh, anyway, sorry, um, I'm dragging us back. Let's let's move no, no, forward. No, no, um, so now we get to the little safe room that they have, which is nice. There's a couple of things alluded to here, um, which I find really exciting. One is that, well, like you said, Cobb, there's this network within the Empire that's, that's helping people. I'm not. I like that it just wasn't. Oh, it's the Rebellion helping people. You know, there's this separate entity. You're not on one side or the other. It's just people acting autonomously and having some agency, not just submitting themselves to a faction. And also, they talk about... I've forgotten her name again. Tala? Oh, Tala, yeah. Yes. Says that other Jedi have been moved through this path to safety. And this is really the first time in Star Wars that they've confirmed more Jedi are out there. We get, you know, individual cases on a case-by-case basis, like you... The dude from Fallen Order, who I, I'm so bad with names. Cal Kestis. you got Obi-Wan, you got Yoda. You, you know, if you see them, they're always alone. But this this network that they have for, for moving people and for moving Jedi kind of alludes that they could be meeting up and, and forming something to try and fight back. Um, obviously yeah, I assume that's what die. we're going to see going forward is... Because when Obi-Wan hears that there are mm-hmm. others out there fighting, I think you do see that realisation from him that he's been doing nothing. I think we may see him being more a part of that in series two. And I do think that scene was also put in there to disprove another Star Wars fan theory, which is that nobody in the Star Wars universe can read. Yes. Because we do see him say, oh, Quinlan was here after reading it on the wall. Do you boys know who Quinlan is? Never heard of him. I was hoping you'd tell me. I have it right here. Evan, who's Quinlan? (laughs) He is uh, another Jedi from the Order, Quinlan Vos. Uh, He was kind of like a... Qui-Gon Jinn type. He didn't really get on with the Jedi Council. He was a bit of a free agent. Uh, but he was especially known for his ability to be able to touch an object and see its history. So he was like used as a tracker during the Clone Wars to, to find people and things. Is this the same skill we see in Fallen Order? Yes, I believe so. Oh, which is also another nice link. Uh, I'm hoping he's in a live-action show sometime because the actor obviously looks exactly like the character because it's a CGI model of him. I, I, I do think at some point we, we, will, we will see him in something live action. That'd be cool. Which is exciting because I, I quite like him as a character. Okay, so I guess we'll get to the point where Vader's arrived. Yeah, so at the point that Vader arrives, I've got a little problem with this. 
So they go in. It's um, they, they get to this town um, around early afternoon, maybe late afternoon. Uh, they head into the secret hideout. Some stormtroopers come. Still early afternoon, late afternoon, whatever. They walk away, and then roughly forty-five seconds pass, and it's the dead of night because Vader's here. Vader doesn't look cool in the day. <laughs> yeah. You assuming a twenty-four-hour day-night cycle on this planet? So. I'm assuming something more than a an hour day-night cycle. <laughs> <laughs> um. Just to hit something that happens when those stormtroopers come visit and they don't find anything. I love the loader droid was ready to mash his nut in with that hammer. <laughs> I really wanted to see that happen, but um, I suppose that would have taken away from Vader coming now. I feel like we're going to see that loader droid again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, because they've got to make toys of him, so they've got to put him on the screen as much as yeah. possible. Uh, let's do let's it. Let's get into let's it. Okay, so Vader arrives. It. I've been excited for this. Vader arrives... And he, well, he decides to draw Obi-Wan by starting to take out the villagers. He kills yes. not just the men, but the women and the children too. Oh, the that is his favourite. <laughs> That's his favourite thing to do. It's palpable. You can fucking feel the tension of people hiding, knowing you aren't safe even in your own house. And when he pulls that first man out and chokes him in the street, you know what he's doing, trying to lull Obi-Wan out by just killing people. Or maybe he's killing for fun. Why wouldn't you if you're a... God. He's reminding us that he's a baddie. Yes. In case there was any doubt. The oh, this guy is. Kid. Oh, this guy's the bad guy. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then the kid runs out. He pushes him against the wall, kills his dad, and then snaps the next kid with the force. Finally, seeing Star Wars how it sh- would be. Yeah. This dude's a bad guy. It was oh. good. Force next snap. Is that a new one? I think that's a new one. Yeah. Good shit. I have a question. Did just uh, referencing back to our previous episode, how did Vader know Obi Wan was there? Are we talking Force senses or are we talking fish senses? <laughs> oh, right. Well, I don't know if he can smell anything, and if he could, he would stink in that suit, so he would turn <laughs> smell off for sure. <laughs> I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say that it was. Um, he, I mean, he could he could sense Obi Wan in the same way Obi Wan's could sense him, which is what I'm going to call forced tummy ache, because <laughs> everyone has a moment when he kind of goes a bit, oh, I just had a twinge. Mm. And then he looks outside. So Vader's got the same thing going on. Um, I don't know if that's a new one. Oh no, force. Force tummy know, aches are well established. Has always been something. Um, and that's what Obi-Wan was trying to avoid by not using the force. But now that they're on the same planet, there's no way he can escape him. Oh, and here we are. Finally, we see Vader and Obi-Wan together, and Obi-Wan runs. Of course you would. If a giant metal man who is so angry at you for chopping his arms and legs off and burning him alive, of course you would run. Everyone's afraid of him. I love it as well that they they meet several times after that, and Obi-Wan just, he gets his lightsaber out, and he's like, I'm not ready for this. I'm running away again. Here I go. And he just runs up the hill, and Vader watches him go up the hill, like, I'm going to catch him. Yeah. I have a different view of this, although I agree he ran away. Because we see him, as he's running away, he whips out his lightsaber, and there is almost that, should I, shouldn't I, should I, should I, do I want to use this again? I haven't used this in a long time, I think. I think that what we're seeing is him hunting for a tactical advantage, and that's why he runs away. In, a, in essence, hunting for the high ground. He did go uphill. <laughs> yeah. That's what, that's what I took from it. Yeah. That's his thing. He is not on the same level as Vader in terms of fighting ability. So what he's looking for is 
a tactical advantage, which he just does not get. He's so quick enough. And I, oh my lord! Or even if even if he could, we find that Vader's just so much more powerful now. It doesn't matter. Oh, I love the I love the actual. I mean, we don't get much actual lightsaber fighting, but I love how obvious it is that he is outmatched, outclassed completely. Mm-hmm. I mean, Vader's not even really trying. He's just pummeling him into the ground. One hand. One hand. <laughs> beating him down. It is oh, that's It's what you want to see, because yeah. it wouldn't be a fair fight. No longer is he just a man. Now he is also a cyborg. A seven-foot-tall robot. Yes. Huge. Oh, and that as well. I'd never really thought about how big Darth Vader is. Like, you know, when you see him on the Death Star and stuff, he's, you know, he's a big guy in a black suit and there's lots of white stormtroopers around him. That's really what you focus on is the, the colour stuff. But thinking about him as Anakin with Obi-Wan and just how huge he is and how small Ewan looks as he's getting the beat down and cowering on the floor, barely able to get the it back up, man. I, that's one of the moments I stood up and was like, this is Star Wars! <laughs> I mean, you've got to wonder what Vader was thinking during all this to then later on say to Obi-Wan, when I left you, I was but a learner. Yes. Were you? It doesn't seem like it. But I've been looking forward to Evan's reaction because I I was just like nerdy, nerding out over. I was bouncing up and down on the sofa as he set fire to whatever that oh, stuff was. Can we can we lay out that scene for we people? can because it needs to. I be want described. you to. I want I want an Evan reaction to this. Oh my god. Okay, so I was already surprised by how far this episode would, had gone with the you know the beatdowns of fear, the neck snap, the guy being cut in half. Vader lifts up a coal truck, spills it all over the floor. I assume it's coal. It catches fire really easily. He, he pulls Obi-Wan in the air with the force. Same time, bends down, lights the coal with his lightsaber, then pulls Obi-Wan forward onto the flames and burns him like he was on Mustafar. Oh my God. Fantastic. I almost imploded with happiness. Because that's what you would do. It is perfect. Yeah. It was an amazing scene. We see what he has been thinking about for the past 10 years. Yes. This is that moment. This is all he has wanted. It's what he's been looking for, is revenge. The resentment's still there for what was done to him. And we got to see the return of James Earl Jones, which I was happy about. It turns out he did come back yes. to voice the character. I had a quick Google before we started, because I was all, I was under the impression they were going to AI render the voice, but apparently not. And it does bring back an argument we were having last week. James Earl Jones says Obi-Wan. Does he? Uh-oh. He does. God, I didn't catch that. This is a conspiracy theory that you alone are pushing. (laughs) I'm I'm just saying maybe he was Obi-Wan in the originals and then this Obi-Wan thing came about with the prequels. Maybe so. James Earl Jones, original actor. Malik Guinness, original actor. Famous Star Wars fans. (laughs) Obi-Wan. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I loved, um, on that, I loved Darth Vader. It was sparse, but Darth Vader's dialogue was just what you want from the villain. You know, it, when Obi-Wan says, what have you become? He says, I am what you made me. Uh, oh my God, that's awesome. Yeah. And then when he's burning him, he says, your pain is only, ju- your suffering has only just begun. Oh. Yeah. And not to come down off that high onto the only issue I had with this episode, but it is at this point, how Obi-Wan escapes is such a contrivance. Because you literally see Darth Vader hold him with the force and then he lets him go and he says to a stormtrooper, go get him. And then there's a couple of shots fired and the fire was only like six feet across in front of him. He could have gone around it to, to kill everyone or reached out with the force. I don't really know how they got away, but I know they had to. I think what we're seeing at this point, um, 
and this is maybe this is me projecting onto it. I don't know, but I think we got some hints of compassion from or something approaching compassion from Vader because first of all he could have killed Obi-Wan with his lightsaber we know that secondly after he was burning Obi-Wan he used the force to blow out the fire new force power force whoosh (laughs) force whoosh (laughs) force whoosh (laughs) he puts the fire out with the force Tala hidden on her little whatever um, then starts the fire again and he doesn't do it. He stands still. His hands are by his side. He doesn't command any of his stormtroopers to do anything. He lets him leave. And I think mm. there's clearly some conflict in Vader there. Not, that's a very good point. And I I didn't get that, but I was very much into like him being dark side, so I would have missed that if that's the case. My thought on it is that he kind of wants the game to continue. Having caught Obi-Wan kind of means it's the end of that and he's not being fueled by that anymore. So my thing was that maybe he let him get away so this chase, this game, this continued hate for him can can, can continue on. Problem was the first time it was all too easy. Mm. <laughs> so I can't help myself. I, can't, I, I have I to do it. it. <laughs> Sorry. Um, okay, so okay. while all of this is happening, Reaver is back hunting down the hideout. Um, mm-hmm. Everything that she does, every step that she takes in finding this hideout... She just kind of intuits her way through. She walks into the house on a whim. She wanders mm-hmm. around the walls and sort of on a whim looks at this one, flicks a little switch. Is this another force? I think you're supposed to assume that she's forcing her way, right, okay. sensing you know, what people were doing in the room. I'm not sure. I had a quick F question just on this scene. The, the symbol that angers her on the wall. Is that just a Jedi? I think a, so, yeah. yeah. Jedi yeah. symbol, okay. Um, I wasn't sure. Also, the secret door um, that was supposed to you know, not be seen leading to that hallway had a massive red button down <laughs> below that clearly signalled there was a door there. Well, I mean, I didn't see the I didn't see the big red button. I don't think Reva saw it either. So what I'm going to do here is kick off uh, what I'm going to call Force Bingo. Um, which is rattling off all of the force powers that we have here. I've not given up on my bullshit force powers from last week. The force powers we see in this episode, and please cut in if I've missed any, your standard force pull, force push, easy. Mm -hmm. A force bow from uh, Fifth Brother, he does a little force bow. Yeah, forces are down under the table. Again, the classic force choke, love that. Mm. Little force neck snap, which could be considered a variation on the force choke. And now... We're getting into weirder territory. Uh, Force door open. Reva does one of those to get into the Mm. building. She could have opened the door, but force door open, why not? What if you've got it? As I've mentioned, force blow out fire or force whoosh. I love that. The uh, the aforementioned force tummy ache from (laughs) Obi-Wan. As as Reva is in this room finding the secret thing, force find the secret room. (laughs) Force, Force escape room something like that and then the last one I'm going to say is when Leia is looking into Obi-Wan's eyes and asking about her parentage that's a little force 23 in me (laughs) (laughs) so okay sorry that's my section done excellent I'm looking forward to next week when they use the force to turn an orb into a snake or (laughs) peak check out episode labyrinth Episode Labyrinth. What a, what a uh, great plug. <laughs> Check out our episode on Labyrinth. Bowie 1 Kenobi. <laughs> Bowie 1 Kenobi. I love that. 
Sorry, okay, oh. I've ranted enough. That was I'll excellent. Pass it back I on. loved it. So I think we've done the story. So what do we see? What are our predictions for next week? I think we'll be Darth Vader light next week mm-hmm. because we got so much humor. I don't think they want to. Oh, maybe they do it. You know, this is their reuniting, so maybe he will be in it more. But and I'd be happy if they are. But sorry, I can't see us having Hayden Christensen back if we don't get mask off. Darth Vader at some point. At some point, he's got to mask off and do some sort of acting, right? Or they could just put anyone That's, in that I suit. I do believe that that has been leaked, that he is mask off. It'll be like a slice okay, off, cool. like in, well, you've not seen Rebels, but in Rebels, Ashoka cuts off part of Darth Vader's mask when they're fighting, and you can see Anakin underneath with the yellow eyes. Hell yeah. Okay. Nice. And I have another prediction for next week. Because we have the line, I was but the learner, now I am the master. So I think what we're going to get is... Obi-Wan working on redeveloping his strength and force powers I think we get a Rocky montage on Tatooine (laughs) we're we're, going to get one arm push ups we're going to get jump rope and we're going to get him back in the Yo Sushi prep kitchen just punching those big squares of meat I want him to get fucking jacked (laughs) oh I love that um I think along that vein, uh, because they alluded to there being other Jedi, I think he'll be taken to one of these other Jedi, maybe even Quinlan Vos, because why name drop him? You know, that's not just a nod for, for us super nerds who've watched every single Star Wars thing. Why mention him? You know, a Chekhov's pistol. Chekhov's pistol. <laughs> gun? Chekhov's gun. Chekhov's gun. <laughs> uh, why mention it if you're not going to use it? Um, so I think it'll be a case of him reconnecting with another Jedi, sort of being taught how to to be a Jedi again, and then we'll have another fight scene with Vader, we get the, the mask cut off, and then that kind of lays it up for the line. Last time we met, I chased you about for a bit. <laughs> Prediction, Sam? I mean, I agree. I do think that there will be another fight between Obi-Wan and Vader, and Obi-Wan will win. I think there has to be a redemption to that little arc that they've started. I've got two predictions, and I'll be honest, I don't think either of them are going to happen, but I'd love it if they did. Um, First of all, I'm going to say I think we get a little bit more insight into Obi-Wan's past and his family, I think. And my second one, which is really, like, batshit off the wall, Reva switches sides. Ooh. Okay, I would I don't hate that. that. I was thinking the same thing. it has been done by an Inquisitor before. Has it? Um, In very recent years. Uh, I don't want to ruin anything for you boys, because... I know you haven't finished the uh, the source that, that that comes from, but um, yes, it's been done very. I haven't very started soon. the source that that comes from. You have Boba Fett. Mm-mm. I have. Oh, interesting. Okay. okay. Uh, well, I have one more question before I guess we round this out and head off. Does Liam Neeson get uncancelled before episode six? <laughs> he has been confirmed for another Star Wars series, um, Tales of the Jedi. If that, is that correct? Tales of the Jedi. Oh, it's something like that. It's a new animated series and he'll be coming back as the voice of Qui-Gon Jinn, which kind of confirms that he's not in this. Oh. Mm. Mm. Or at least that, you know, that's been released so it's a surprise when this happens. But um, I don't think he's in this. I will be more surprised if he's not in this at this point. Well, we did get a bit of Obi-Wan trying to speak to him, didn't we? We do. We've got that now twice. If he he just never shows up, that's... (laughs) That, that, that's fucking with the fans quite a bit. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, maybe you're right. I, I couldn't make it. I was doing my apology tour for that thing I did <laughs> that we won't discuss. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Oh, God. Well, um, with that, I'm going to jump into my second section. News the Force. <laughs> <laughs> wow. 
Um, wow. Loving this. Wow. <laughs> Thought you'd enjoy that. Okay. Um, yeah. A couple of things have happened this week, uh, which I think we need to mm-hmm. mention. Got some some dark news and some light news because there's got to be a balance. Yeah. There's been a lot of hate around for uh, Moses Ingram, who plays Reva. Mm-hmm. It's you know racist people trying to find a conduit for their racism. And, yeah, both Ewan McGregor personally and Disney, I think, or Star Wars have come out against it. And, yeah, yeah, in case there was any doubt, despite us occasionally talking a bit of shit about this show, I want to distance us from that. I think she's a good good actor and uh, doing a great job in the show. I don't see how you can take... Even if you love this fictional world, which I do, you cannot apply your thoughts on whether or not it is going well and attack someone with racism. Well, I'm a big believer in providing a counter-argument to what I'll say. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree 100%. Yes. Yes. I have no issue with that character. I think she's a good addition. Um, my only issue I would, I would have had is if they'd have made her the main villain of this, because that's not what I tuned in for, but we aren't getting that. And she's an interesting character, and I'm looking forward to seeing what she does yeah, next. I am keen to... And a very good actress. I enjoyed her in Queen's Gambit as well. She was in the Queen's Gambit? She was the best friend. Oh my! I did oh, not wow. realise that. I did like her in that. Yeah. God, I've forgotten all about that. Um, um, I mean, I can't remember exactly what I said last week. I might have had some issue with her character, but I wanted to be known that that is very much where it stopped for me. Yeah. And for this part. Yeah, I think we all just wanted Vader. Yes, that's what yeah, we wanted. Yes. Yeah. And we got him. Maybe we got him. Definitely. So, yeah, thought that was worth getting out there. And lighter side of this, um, while I was looking up, you know, any news around this. I found an interview with Hayden Christensen where he talked about getting the call for this show. He says he he got the call confirming that he was in Obi-Wan. He said he came out of he came out the room and his uh his flatmate was there and he brought out the fake lightsaber and went and then they proceeded to chuck on some Star Wars music and have a little air lightsaber fight, jumping around dancing to celebrate. I- do love that fact. Aiden Christensen that has a flatmate. That was for Star Wars, not for Obi Wan. Oh, that, this, that story. That's when he celebrated. But that's when he got the call for oh, Attack I of the Clones. I loved that story. I, yeah, I it is a great heard story. that in it's the wrong con- nice. context. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, if, if rent prices are that high in, <laughs> in, in America, that even Hayden Christensen needs a flatmate, we're all rich people. Fuck. Flatmates. <laughs> okay, well, I'll take away that bit. Still a lovely fact. It is very heartwarming. Yeah. So it turns out we only had dark news. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's the show. Well, I think we can wrap things up here, right? Um, as much as I'd love to talk about this all day, and I could, I've really enjoyed this episode, boys. This has been by far the easiest one of any of the things we've done to record so far. It's been an absolute delight. Yeah. That was my favourite Disney Plus episode so yes, far on any anything. show. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Lord, I think I agree. Compares. We'll be coming back again next week for, for episode four. Absolutely. So be sure to join us for that. Uh, that includes you two. I can't just <laughs> prattle on on my own. I do need I an audience. I think you could, but okay. If that's all, for everybody listening, follow us at So You Think Pod on Twitter and So You Think That Was Good To You on YouTube. And if you're a Jedi who has no idea what a Jedi would look like, why not leave us a five-star review? It's <laughs> <laughs> proud of that when I wrote it. Not so sure about it now. <laughs> Thanks for listening, and remember, your suffering has just begun. <laughs>